0: This is Garrison Hardy with your cross-political Daily News Brief for Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. Folks, just a reminder, our upcoming Fight Lap Beast conference is just two months away from happening in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 6th through the 8th. Don't miss Beer and Psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, which includes George Gilder, Jared Longshore, Pastor Doug Wilson, Dr. Ben Merkel, Pastor Toby... And we can't say yet, more to come. Also, don't miss our awesome vendors, meeting new friends, and stuff for the kids, too. Like jumpy castles and accidental infant baptisms. Also, did you know you can save money by signing up for a club membership? So, go to fightandlaughfeast.com and sign up for a club membership today. And then register for the conference with that club discount. We can't wait to fellowship, sing psalms, and celebrate God's goodness in Knoxville, October 6th through the 8th. So, let's start today's news with some news from our friends up north. Trudeau. Yeah, you know it's going to be a good news story with his name. Liberals' ban on gun imports set to take effect August 19th. In May, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau revealed that his government would be moving to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership, essentially making it impossible to buy, sell, transfer, or import firearms into Canada. It's, it's a tragedy, too, that all this stuff happened on the day that everyone in Canada lost their guns in a boating accident. I added that part. It's not in the article. Anyways, on Friday, the Liberals announced that the temporary ban on handgun imports would be taking effect on August 18th as a stopgap, while the more comprehensive national freeze moves through the legislative process. Public Safety Minister Marco Mendocino and Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolly Yeah, you're jolly with this legislation, held a joint press conference uh, on Friday to discuss the move, which, according to CTV News, was pushed through without the approval of Parliament. Quote, there's no doubt that this is a very pressing issue that lies before us, Mendocino began, and that is the need, the necessity to eradicate gun violence, one of the most pernicious and complex social harms that we see visited upon our communities Every day. So let's make it impossible for the good guys to have guns and make it so the bad guys have guns. He went on to announce that in order to hasten the implementation of the handgun freeze laid out in Bill C-21, nearly all individuals and businesses in Canada will be banned from importing handguns beginning August 19th. Jolly explained that as a foreign minister, she has the authority to deny any import or export permit application that is contrary to Canada's security. She noted that when Trudeau announced the freeze in May, there was an uptick in guns being purchased by Canadians. We want to prevent that, she said. Explaining that since most guns in Canada are not made in Canada, implementing a ban on imports would effectively ensure no new guns are purchased legally. The move to ban handguns has faced pushback from many who question its effectiveness. In 2019, for example, Vancouver Police Chief Adam Palmer said that Canada had already had very strong firearms regulations in place and that no further action was required. He added that the vast majority of gun crimes, especially those with handguns, are committed using illegal guns. Thus, it makes very little sense to ban an already prohibited weapon. Yeah, uh, we need to be praying for our brothers and sisters in Canada, folks. Keep that in mind. Now, how about some good news? California City, to consider banning abortions, declaring sanctuary for life. I never thought I'd hear good news tied to California, but here we are. Officials in the city of San Clemente, California, will consider a resolution August 16th that would ban abortion and declare the city a sanctuary for life. The resolution defines the beginning of human life to be the moment of conception and would make it the city's declared duty to protect that life until natural death. If passed, it would declare the city's support for the U.S. Supreme Court's recent overturning of Roe v. Wade and ban the act of abortion, abortion clinics, and abortion pills in the city. The resolution allows, of course, exceptions with at risk of losing their lives in the process of birth and for victims of rape or incest. So, unfortunately, the door remains cracked open. But, hey, this is uh, this is one of those steps. It also suggests that human beings do not have the authority to decide to end the life of the unborn. Quote, We believe that life is God-ordained and God is the author and finisher of every life, the resolution states. As a city council, we will protect and sustain life at every stage. That is fantastic. The resolution cites, Polker v. Doe of 1977, a legal precedent that allowed a city in Missouri to refuse to provide publicly funded hospitals and non-therapeutic abortions, even though it provided facilities for childbirth, saying that the Constitution does not forbid a city or excuse me, a state or county or city from expressing a preference for normal childbirth instead of abortion. Councilman Steve Knobloch who proposed the resolution, hopes it will help to initiate change within California considering the current trend in pro-abortion laws. Quote, the ultimate purpose of government is to protect the life and liberty of humans, including unborn individuals, he said, according to the Epic Times in an interview. Councilwoman Laura Ferguson told the city news uh, service August 3rd that it was a distraction for more important topics in the city, such as homelessness. One abortion is something already legal and codified in state law. Sure, Laura. A spokesperson for the state attorney General Rob Bonta's office said access to abortion remains fully protected under state law, according to the city news service. Mario Manero, associate dean for Chapman's University Law School, told the Epoch Times that this resolution would have no legal effect because state law preempts city law. California state law permits abortion up to fetal viability and no city can counter that. Mario said they can't ban abortion clinics because that would violate state law and they can't do that. So I appreciate the courage that this city is uh, taking and we need to pray for its success and that God would soften the hearts of those in California legislature, the legislature. Folks, a word from our sponsor, the mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. In the Armored Republic, there is no king but Christ. We are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. They create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he bestowed to us. Armored Republic is honored to offer you those tools. Visit them at ar500armor.com. Dot com And, hey, they've got some cool new products being released, so go check them out. Now, let's shift our eyes back to the north, the northeast, that is. And it's uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. He's going to be in the news for these next couple articles here. Eric Adams blasts Texas Governor Greg Abbott after second bus of migrants arrives, saying, This is horrific. Yeah, well... uh, You're supposed to be all about this. New York City Mayor Eric Adams blasted Texas Governor Greg Abbott on Sunday after a second bus full of illegal immigrants arrived at his doorstep. Adams gave a news conference Sunday morning at the Port Authority, where he greeted an incoming bus of around 40 migrants, only 14 of whom disembarked in the Big Apple. So Adams is uh, getting exactly what he asked for. Uh, And this next article, well, this just sounds plain illegal. Adams asks for photos of city job applicants in effort to increase diversity, according to a report. This is from the New York Post. Mayor Eric Adams is collecting headshots of potential city workers in a thinly veiled effort to increase diversity, according to a new report. That just sounds straight up illegal. Adams has requested city agencies to provide photographs of potential hires to City Hall as candidates go through the interview process for city jobs, ranging from assistant commissioner to departmental press secretary, Politico reported on Thursday. Several unnamed city officials told the outlet that the request is clearly an effort to hire more diverse staffers. However, Adams maintains that it will merely help him recognize his employees in the sprawling city workforce. Quote, Everyone knew what it was. There was no question. It was the first thing everybody said. We're going to start counting complexions now, one recently departed City Hall employee told Politico. The majority of the officials interviewed by the outlet who requested anonymity speak freely about the internal measure, said they supported a more diverse workforce but worried that the practice is already causing the Adams administration to make hiring decisions with a greater emphasis on race and ethnicity rather than merit. Compounding the issue, nearly every official political spoke to also said the headshot request created another snag in a drawn-out hiring process, straying away from the mayor's signature motto of get stuff done. At a time when the city job vacancies are unusually high, about 8% of municipal jobs were vacant as of April, according to data from the Citizens Budget Commission. Bloated government at it again. Politico obtained emails sent by the mayor's team to about a dozen high-ranking officials at other city agencies asking them to submit headshots of people they hope to employ for Adams' own review. One official said they were verbally told that Adams wanted agencies to hire people who reflect the constituencies we serve. So if you're white, we don't serve you. Hiring managers aren't expected to ask job candidates for headshots, but instead grab photos from social media sites like LinkedIn to appease the mayor's request, two sources told Politico. Wow. New York City is just insanity. And, hey, this next article keeps with that because, uh, well, let's let's transition to my favorite topic, sports. Some more insanity from the sports world. John Gruden's agent believes former coach's emails were being leaked That was a hit job. Quote, he's not racist. We're approaching the one-year mark since John Gruden was forced to resign as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders following a scandal involving an email leak, but his agent is still going to bat for his client, now calling it a hit job. Gruden stepped down as the Raiders' head coach in October 21 after emails directed at NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell were leaked that contained racist and homophobic comments. The emails were discovered in what was a league investigation into Washington Commanders' workplace culture. An email reportedly implied that Gruden was annoyed that the NFL forced the St. Louis Rams to draft, quote, queers, which is a reference to the team drafting Michael Sam in 2014. Oh, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. I, that's funny. Uh, Gruden reportedly sent an email making fun of the size of NFLPA executive director D. Marie Smith's lips, quote, Morris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires, the email from 2011 reportedly read. The collection of emails dated back to Gruden's time at ESPN before he joined the Raiders for his second stint as an NFL head coach. And with the original investigation not directly pointed at Gruden, his agent, Bob Lamonte, is convinced that the NFL was simply out to get his client. Quote, I can tell you right now, that was a hit job, Lamonte told JoeBucksFan.com. Why now, of all things, does that come out in an investigation that had already gone away? It was 10 years ago, and then why would John, and why the Raiders? Why wasn't even the league in at the time of those emails? That's the tragedy of it. You can say what you want, but if anyone really understands John, they know he's not a racist. That's quite obvious. Well, uh, Gruden made some pretty stupid comments there, I've got to admit. But, like I said, that was over a decade ago. Lamonte's comments about Gruden echo those of legendary college football broadcaster Brent Musburger, who was also the former radio broadcaster for the Raiders. And Brent, should we make anything out of the 650,000 emails from the Washington football team that had a deep, Effect on Mark Davis's team with the Gruden resignation and what's happened, and John Gruden, and no one defends the emails and the contents of the emails, but the effect that it had on an organization in Vegas when it was all about the Washington football team and an investigation where everybody would like the league to be a little bit more transparent. I mean, we don't have anything to look at. Uh, there was a couple of Congresswomen who that want to talk to Roger Goodell, maybe have them up on Capitol Hill. This is a major storyline and John Gruden's suing the league.
1: Yeah. And I certainly understand uh, Gruden's feeling, and I understand Mark Davis feeling about this too. That, uh, However, I, I do want to point out one thing that, that, Gets makes this story kind of messy. And first of all, mm-hmm. as I told Coach, whoever took you out, John, that was a paid assassin. Okay, that that was one of the best hit jobs that I've been or, ever been around. Okay, they did they didn't go to their media goombas. They didn't leak this to Adam Schefter, uh, or one of those guys who breaks stories. They first went to the Wall Street Journal, and when Gruden was still coaching, after that, then they dumped the rest of it on the New York Times. That was a professional hit job, but I want to tell everybody that I'm not completely sure it was somebody in the NFL. There was a second lawsuit involved, okay, uh, between the owner, Snyder of Washington, and a former general manager, and that means that a lot of outside people had access to those emails that they were going through. So I think the hardest part for Gruden's lawyers to prove is that somebody from the National Football League actually leaked that. Because if it is somebody from the NFL, shame on them, okay? okay? Because Mark Davis should have been told in the summer when he had something to do about it. Now, my ultimate second guess, and believe me, this came from James Lofton in and in a conversation we had when he was in town broadcasting the game. Uh, hindsight's twenty-twenty. But I wish, if we look at Ezekiel Elliott, he was suspended for six games, okay, uh, for sexual transgressions. I wish that Coach Gruden had been suspended uh, for four, five, or six games. But again, I want to be perfectly clear about this. This is the ultimate second guess by me. I didn't think of it at the time. Um, I didn't think that John's career should be ruined by his stupidity. Uh, It had been so long ago. Uh, I just don't think we, we need to out people for that, uh, but so be it. You know uh, The Raiders have to pick up and go forward, and, uh, and we will see what happens.
0: Gruden has since filed a lawsuit against the NFL and Goodell as he believes the league sought to ruin his career. Make an example of him, the NFL looked to dismiss the case, but a judge denied that ask. So, cancel culture rampant in the NFL, and there's politics everywhere. But... Let's end things on a more positive or interesting note because not everything is bad news out there, folks. The Perseids meteor shower is one of the best shows all year for shooting stars. Though the Perseids have been active since July 14th, the frequency of meteors hurtling through the night sky is now heating up this week. In fact, Perseids can produce up to 150 meteors per hour under dark skies. Scientists say the peak time to view this shower will be on the, on Thursday night, August 11th, and Friday the 12th. So, hey, that's pretty cool, right, as Grace Agenda comes to town. So, we'll have to be keeping an eye out at uh, Gabe's after party, for instance. The full moon that night may make it tougher to spot the meteors, so train your eyes towards the darker areas and watch closely this week is also one of the best times to see the ringed planet of Saturn in dramatic fashion on Saturday or excuse me Sunday August 14th the giant world will line up with the earth and the Sun the alignment is called in opposition Saturn will be closer to Earth than it has been in more than a year if you want to peek at the planet, Look for a golden yellow light shining steadily in the east after sunset. With binoculars, you may even see the spectacular Saturn rings. So, there you go, some astronomy for you guys. This has been your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and share it for me, would you? If you want to become a club member, sign up for our conference with that club discount or become a magazine subscriber. You can do all that at fightlapfeast.com. Why not do all three? And as always, if you want to become a corporate partner, send me a news story, or ask me about our conference, email me at garrison at fightlatfeast.com. For Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day, and Lord bless.